Hi, welcome to the second episode of Sneakers and Strategies. My name is Nick Kastner, and I'm your host. Today, we're going to talk about Google Analytics 4. So if you're a, a web analytics, web marketer, or marketer, you probably are familiar with Google Analytics 4. It came out a few years ago in beta, and what they've done is, as of July 1st of this year, uh, they made the announcement that next July, they're going to end um, the ability for you to use the old version of Google Analytics. So because of that, we've had to make some decisions on uh, making sure every one of our clients at our company have moved over to the new platform. Uh, so with that, I'm going to walk you through what Google Analytics 4 is all about, how to install it, um, also a little bit about reporting for Google Analytics 4, and then what's next. So if you're listening to the podcast, um, you'll be able to listen to the audio if you're listen interested in some additional information I'm sharing. I'm sharing this on YouTube as well, and it's got some uh, some slides and some graphics that may be beneficial for you. So, uh, what's changed in Google Analytics? So, let's start with a little bit of history about where we started and where we're going. So, Google Analytics was actually originally developed by a company called Urchin on Demand. That was the original analytics platform, and was acquired by Google in the spring of 2005. The first Google branded release uh, was November of that same year. And in 2006, Google also purchased a company called MeasureMap. And so they actually combined the technology from Urchin and MeasureMap to create what we know as the original version of Google Analytics. It originally was invitation only. And because of such high demand, it actually released to all users in August of 2006. So if you think about the timeline, that's pretty compressed from a software standpoint. The platform was actually initially based on what they called server-side hits. So that was every time a file was loaded, a hit occurred. So that's when, when I first got into digital, we measured everything by server-side hits. And uh, that's really what user, we cared about from a measurement standpoint when we looked at website growth. Now it's a little bit different. And uh, obviously over the past few years, and with the pandemic in particular, things have changed significantly. So the latest iteration of Google, uh, Google Analytics 4 is what it's referred to, moves away from this platform and actually utilizes a cookie-less infrastructure. So what does that mean? Well, cookies were first developed really to allow e-commerce platforms to function. Uh, now, they allow websites to track you across the web, so that's what they do now, and utilize what we refer to as third-party cookies as well. So. That, so a first party cookie would be if you were tracking your own website with your own code, that's a first party. A third party cookie would be like Google Analytics or, um, excuse me, not Google Analytics, but a like what we do in retargeting and some of these other platforms where we actually place a cookie on your website as a marketer and then that cookie then um, remains in the web browser. And so when the user leaves the site, we can actually track where they go outside of your website. So over time, what's happened is because of privacy and a number of other things, those sort of cookies are slowly being uh, banned across the web. Um, Apple's iOS system now is doing some of that. The future versions of Chrome will do that. So really the idea is that we won't be able to track you once you leave our website. So first party cookies, that is the cookies created as you're viewing one site. 
Those are still considered acceptable somewhat, and Google Analytics 4 and other platforms function based on those cookies. So as third-party cookies go away, um, first-party cookies will remain. That's actually going to change how what advertising is done across the web. Well, Google Analytics 4 is actually built ahead of the curve because it actually can um, do some tracking based on machine learning and artificial intelligence. So that cookie may not be necessary, which is kind of a really interesting sort of conundrum because it uses both first-party cookies and future machine learning and user modeling that it, it, it does now. So that's ahead of the curve. Um, Virginia is enacting a privacy law. Uh, California has already done that. The European Union has already done that with GDRP. So there's lots of things in the privacy sector that it, or the privacy space when it comes to the web that are really affecting how we go to market and how users and marketers and everyone kind of interacts with the web. So what does that mean? Well, Google Analytics 4 does some really curious things. So first, it allows you to randomize IDs utilizing Google's Tag Manager, and that's a, the future of a cookie-less tracking system. So this will allow marketers actually to track a nameless user as they visit a given website, but it's not necessary to track the user utilizing cookies. Any missing data that would have been collected via cookie will be filled in using artificial intelligence and machine learning, and that's really what GA4 does. So from a structure standpoint, the systems are a little different. So you may remember that I mentioned as we started the episode that the original version of Google Analytics used what they call a server-side hit. So that's when a file is loaded on a server. Well, Google, the current version of Google Analytics, marketers call it Universal Analytics or Universal Google Analytics, or UA for short, um, uses a framework that has the user at the top, so that would be me, and I could go to a website multiple times, so that would be the different sessions that I have, and then within those sessions, I would have different hits that occur, right? So I would go to one page, and I may go to another page, and I may go to another page, and I may watch a video. Those sort of things are hits, and under that, I would have one session, and then I'm one user. Well, the new setup for Google Analytics 4 is entirely different. So with GA4, we have the user, and the user has properties, right? Like demographics, uh, demographic information, or the, the browser that they're using. And so they have these parameters that are assigned to the user. And then we have this separate thing called events, and events have parameters. So it's structured in a way, instead of having this kind of uh, straight down structure, infrastructure, where we have user to sessions to hits, and those hits align with the different things we could do, J4 is aligned with users and events, and those two things have separate groupings of parameters. So for that reason, Google couldn't really make the decision to just transition everyone to GA4. It's a different structure. And so for that reason, your old data will go away as of July 1st, so uh, 2023. So on July 1st, 2023, you will still be able to go back throughout your history and see all the data that was in Universal Analytics. However, no new data will be tracked. So that's a big deal because as a marketer, you want to be able to track year-over-year, month-over-month data. Well, if you can't see year-over-year data because as of July 1st, 2023, so that month of July next year, you will not be able to go back. You, you won't be able to track any new data. You'll just have your old data. 
right? So you'll have data from July 1st, 2022, but you will not have data from July 1st, 2023. Therefore, you won't be able to compare apples to apples. So as a marketer, what you want to do is you should have, if you haven't done it already yet, you need to, you need to install Google Analytics 4, and if nothing else, just to collect the data. So that way, when you go back and look at October of next year, um, and so you're looking at October of this next year, so October 2023, you compare it to October 2022, you'll actually have something to compare it to. Otherwise, you're going to have to try to extrapolate data from the old Universal Analytics account and match it to the new data. And those things are not going to match directly, so you're going to have to do some work in spreadsheets just to make sure you've got data to match and to compare to. So how machine learning works. So let's let's talk about that for a second. Um, with Google Analytics 4, they're using this thing they're referring to as the data stream, right? So it's really the ability to track across platforms. So Google Analytics 4 can track users across mobile apps, websites, all within a single property known as a data stream. Um, that was not something you could do in Universal Analytics. It can also track users across devices, meaning that supposedly, and I'm, I'm not quite sure how this works to be frank, Google Analytics 4 can actually follow the user seamlessly um, across their different devices where Universal Analytics could not. So to do so, it actually uses machine learning. And so this is where the we're not sure what the cooks in the kitchen are exactly doing, but we have some idea, but we do know that it uses machine learning and it provides access to user behavior and traffic data while also keeping users anonymous. So I'm assuming it looks at IP address and some sort of um, GPS location data or something to connect those that data. Then the system can look at data subsets in new ways and actually filling data gaps. And again, where we've seen this in Google Ads, it can even generate predictions on purchase and interest behavior and the impact of Google ad campaigns and conversions. So I think there's still a lot of wild, wild west when it comes to Google Analytics 4, but I think there's a lot of capability in what the system can do once marketers have a really firm grip on all the things that GA4 can do. So if you are a small business, medium-sized business, you're not working with an agency, let's talk about how you install Google Analytics 4. So first, you'll need to go to Google Analytics. If you have an existing account, that's great. You can actually transition your existing user anal Universal Analytics property into a Google Analytics property, so you'll be able to run both. Um, what we recommend is that you do run both up until the point that uh, Universal Analytics is no longer available. That's just so you continue to have year-over-year -year data. So you would log into Google Analytics, so you create an account, you create a new account, and then you'll see on, if you're on YouTube, you'll see on the screen, there's a literally a section when you create a new account that says, I need to create a new Google Analytics 4 property. So you simply go through the process to do that. And it's going to give you information on tag installation. So you can do that directly through Google Analytics. Or what we recommend is to create a Google Tag Manager account. That'll be a separate podcast later on. But to attach that code to the website and there are very specific instructions as to how to do that. It's not very difficult. Um, especially if you have a programmer or if you use WordPress, 
or it may even use um, Monster Analytics or some other tool on your WordPress site. Um, you just input certain measurement IDs and it's pretty easy to get easy to use. Um, so from that, once you click on that first link, you'll go to creating a data stream. And so you have different choices. If it's an app you're trying to add code to, there's instructions for that. You can create a stream for that. You can create a stream for Android, an Android app, but you can also create a stream for a website, which is primarily what I would say most customers will do to get started, especially in the small to medium. You know, if you're a small to medium business or a nonprofit, that's probably where you'll start. So you input your URL, if you choose web, uh, the stream name, of course that'd be the company name or website name if it's a microsite, and then create the stream. So I'll tell you that Google Analytics 4 provides a suite of reports and information out of the box. It's pretty easy to use. It may even be easier than Universal Analytics. Um, however, the power is not in those existing reports, but customizing reports. So you can actually create new events. You can track almost anything you want to and set up events to do that. In the past, you could do that, but for the most part, users just use Google Analytics out of the box. However, I believe that GA4 offers so much customization that you can do kind of whatever you want. So the smart thing to do anytime you want to start um, an analytical effort in your marketing efforts, you really need to think through what it is you want to measure. So a lot of businesses don't do that. Um, they'll just input Google Analytics and just say, okay, let's measure some stuff, which that's certainly something you can do. But the smart thing is, what is it that matters most to your business? And how does that relate to the web? So that's really where you need to start is determining what your key performance indicators are, your KPIs, and that's that's really how you want to measure. You want to focus on the things that matter and not the things that, you know, the things that don't matter. We don't care about those. So we have to be smart and we can actually create custom reports, um, custom events to track the things that matter. So some of the things out of the box that you can uh, create, uh, or excuse me, some of the things that they recommend um, are things like you could track if you're an app, right, you could track virtual currency. So every time someone earns a coin or a gem or a token, you can track that. Or every time someone logs in to your website, if you have a login, every time a purchase occurs, every time a refund occurs, everyone, someone, uh, every time someone searches for something on your website, everyone, every time someone shares content from your website, or a, uh, you know, what we would typically think of as a conversion point, like a sign up, someone signs up for a an email newsletter or for more information, you could track that. So it's great because you can create all these custom triggers and again, track the things that matter to you. Now with reporting, uh, there are, when I said there are standard reports that you can use, there's a report called the Lifecycle Collection, a set of standardized reports called the Lifecycle Collection, where data is organized by the stage of the customer journey. So the way Google sees that is you have engagement, so that's where they're dealing with pages on the site. Monetization, so that's where we're making money. And retention, where they're coming back to the site and maybe interacting or purchasing again. Second is user collection, so that's demographic information, geographic information, technical data, like related to um, the type of browser they're using, the type of device they're using. 
And then there's an app developer collection for those of you that are connecting your apps to the platform. So on screen, you'll see an example of what they call the real-time report. So the real-time report actually shows you what's happening on the site right now. Um, so if you're on YouTube, you can visually see this. If you're not, there are tons of examples of this. So I'd encourage you just to go to Google, do a search for real-time overview, Google Analytics for report, and you can see the screenshots there uh, that are available. But it, it really does do a much better job. It's much, um, much more visually interesting than uh, Universal Analytics was. So I think as a... You know, if you're passing this report to your CEO or someone wanted to see what was happening right now, this is a really nice dashboard screen to see current activity. So what's next? Well, the way that we see it is if you need help, of course, you're welcome to call our company. But I would just encourage you to get your hands dirty. Don't be afraid to do a little research around Google Analytics 4. Try to get a better understanding of how the system works. Um, I know a lot of you who may be smaller, medium businesses um, may be trying to figure, figure this out on your own. So it's okay. Just do the research. It, and I will tell you, a lot of uh, larger agencies have had access to the beta for Google Analytics 4 for some time. And I've actually seen tinkered with Google Analytics 4 for a, a few years now, primarily during the pandemic. And initially, my reaction was, this sucks just to be honest like it just was not the platform that i had hoped it would be however now that i'm getting used to it and seeing what they were trying to do and trying to accomplish with the system i really do think it's going to be an upgrade for those looking for really good reports um, and really good information from a um, analytical perspective especially if you have a plan so um if if it were me and i was in a small or medium business what i would do is I actually would do a little research, understand Google Analytics 4, understand how it works. Um, listening to this podcast is a great start. And then I might actually sit down with leadership and say, okay, what matters? Because many times organizations get so caught up in just trying to move forward with whatever analytical platform they have access to, when in fact they really just need to back up and say, why? Why are we using Google Analytics? What is it that matters to us? How can we move our business forward with the data we receive? Um, one of the biggest mistakes that I see businesses make is they'll make marketing decisions without ever understanding what it is they want to track or what really matters or what will grow their business. So it's one thing to get obsessed with, you know, a great for instance is social media followers. It sounds great to hear that your social media followership is growing. However, if the user base that you're drawing is not actually pulling from your target audience, then you are making a huge mistake. So you really have to think through who it is that we're trying to reach, what is it we need to tell them, and how will it benefit our business? How do we grow our business? What are the elements that really matter to grow our business? Otherwise, your marketing efforts may fall flat, or you may be generating a lot of buzz, but no business. So you have to be really, really smart. So with that, that's all I have to say on this topic. Um, again, if you have any questions, um, feel free to reach out to our company at Forum Communications. Uh, forumspeaks.com is our URL. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Professor of Life. You're more than welcome to reach out to me on Twitter or find me on LinkedIn. And uh, I hope you all have a great day. Uh, I'll have another podcast next week, and I believe we're going to start talking about marketing for nonprofits. Thanks.